Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Learner's Corner podcast. This is the podcast for lifelong learners where we learn from anything and everything. Did I say everything and everything? You probably did, but that's okay. I don't know. We learn from anything and everything. That's okay. That's awkward, but whatever. Anyway, my name is Caleb Mason. My name is not. It's Todd Ixenball. I don't mess things up like that. And today, we have a great episode for you today. Today, we're looking back on March and reflecting on all of the things that we've learned. What he said. Todd, did you learn anything this month? Um, no. Okay, cool. Move on. Anyway, thanks for this episode's sponsor, Sam Massey, who is providing our intro and outro music. If you have any musical or video needs, you can go check him out and find out all of his info in the show notes. Now, Todd, we've learned, um, well, I feel like I've learned from a lot of great things this month. I'm not sure if you have. Oh, no, I definitely have. But, like, I just want to, like, just so we get started, what's kind of on your, what's on your radar right now? So I got a couple things that are on my radar um, that I'm watching to happen. There are rumors right now that Rihanna and Drake are both dropping an album before summer. I'm all about it. I've heard about Drake. Rihanna, I didn't too. hear about Rihanna. Rihanna, too, man. Rihanna, too. There are grum- There are rumblings. There are rumblings. So that's on my radar, watching to see what happens. Um, watching to see what happens with all of that. I'm really, really interested. I'm really interested. Um, another thing that's on my radar right now are there are a bunch of people, man. Not a bunch, but several I just can't wait for their book to come out. Like Simon Sinek. When, when did you know this better than I do? What's the date? Do we know the date? June, June 4th. June 4th. Yeah. Simon is coming out with a book. I'm all about it. I'm like, let's go right now. That's a book I'm looking forward to. Jeff Henderson is coming out with his book yeah, this that's, fall. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a little while. Man, away, I'm just I, like, these books need to come out right now. A couple other things that are on my radar. Um, and then we. we well, I'll talk about these more in depth when we get to this part. But mm-hmm. um, so a couple documentaries I'm really into uh, right now. There's a documentary I watched on Mr. Rogers. I haven't seen this yet. Oh, my gosh, dude. I want to, but I haven't seen it yet. I watched I watched it. It's um, man, somebody who fought for kids like unbelievable. What a life he lived. Um just really special. The other one I watched recently was, um, I think it was called Walt, but it was on Walt Disney, and mm-hmm. it walked through his whole life. It was like a two-hour thing. My, I might have even mentioned it before on the podcast, but unbelievable. I rewatched it. It was really great. A couple things um, that that are on my radar in terms of television. You ready for this? You ready for this? Sure. I am watching for the first time now NCIS. I know it's an old show. I know. People have already watched it, but I'm watching it. And I'm in season three, and I'm hooked. I'm down a black hole. I'm never coming out of this thing again. It's bad. That's what's on my radar. You're not what's ask on me? your radar, <laughs> Thank Caleb? You, Todd. L O L. Here, here's a couple of things that I'm I've been thinking about recently. I think one is just this idea that learning is something that you will almost never be held accountable to do, but it almost always takes you to the next level. I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Um, like nobody comes, nobody asks me 
nobody who I report to asks me, you know, hey, Caleb, did you make sure to learn something last week? Did you make sure to grow yourself as a leader, as a person? Um, but that's the thing that takes us to the next level. Yep. And so I've been really been wrestling with that idea of how how can I, in my own leadership and the people that I lead, how can I make sure that um, that I help them learn as well as they can and support them and make sure um, make sure that I can help them learn yep. the best of their ability. I think another thing that I've really been wrestling with, and uh, I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, is just this idea, you know, we both work in the church. Do we? We do. I didn't know that. At different churches, but we do work uh, in, tr- in a church. But just the idea of attractional church versus experiential church and and what that looks like and how the church needs to adapt. You're going to have to explain that later when we get to, like, what are we learning now? Yeah, we can explain Go in depth a little later. bit about that later. I think another thing that's on my radar, and I think this gets into... Um, man, this gets into kind of along those lines too, is uh, one of the churches that I follow is North Point. Yep, we know. And uh, we were just talking, we were talking about this on Sunday and they're doing some experiments as it concerns, you know, how do you, how do you create or facilitate even better digital content as well? And this past Sunday, um, you know, Andy Stanley is the pastor there and I was just listening to him and I was watching their online service and saw that at the end they did some Q&A on the video stream. And so just thinking through that, thinking through different ways of how can you better engage with people online. So that's some of the things that I'm thinking through. And like you were mentioning earlier, we'll get to some more practical stuff of how that's flushing out. Um, but before we do that, let's get into uh, let's get into music real quick. You go first. I have I have a lot. <laughs> okay. I got a lot. Uh, really, for me, it's three albums that I've been listening to. One is by Brian and Katie Torwalt. Have you heard of them before? You've yes. It's Praise Before My Breakthrough. Oh. My goodness, Todd. It's an e- it's not really an album. It's more of an EP. Every single song on this EP is amazing, in my opinion. And really, it talks about the struggle of. How do you have faith in the midst of crisis? How do you have in the in faith whenever God um, doesn't seem to be showing up? And I think that's one of the things that really um, just makes the music appealing to me is because most music is most, especially Christian music, is not written that way. Yep. I think another one is from our guy What Up RG and Raul. Yep. My goodness, like really, the album talks about his. His dad being deported yep. a lot and wrestling with that. And man, yep. one one of the lyrics that I cannot get out of my mind is um, from the song 4 a.m. And it's Yep. <laughs> and yep. It, it's forget religion and politics. Man, I just want to have my dad back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that can get lost whenever we talk about this is we don't think through it's not personal to us. And so we don't know what the experience is for people who literally experience their families being separated. And so it really challenged me. And then another one is from Maggie Rogers. Have you listened to Maggie Rogers? No. Before? 
oh, you need to get on this bandwagon. Top. I'll do what I want. But she's got an album called Heard It in a Past Life. And this is another album that is just killer from beginning to end. I feel like I have heard that song. I'm sure you've heard Maggie Rogers. She's on Maybe. the she's on top forty and on all sorts of Spotify playlists and stuff there you like go. that. Okay, what you got? Are you what, ready for this? What music has been lighting a fire in you, Todd? Um, a couple things. So uh, <clears throat> one of the people right now that it, every time that he comes out with stuff, it's just super inspiring. So there's a rapper named Logic. He has come out with some stuff. Um, so he actually released something on March 22nd, and it's called uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Love that record. That's a great song. And then also the song right now that everybody knows that he came out with, it's called Keanu Reeves. Both of those right now, I've been vibing a lot to those. Um, There is an artist named uh, Ella May, and she has a song out right now called uh, Shot Clock. Love that song. It is literally, they play it every other song right now on on Mm -hmm. like all of the, the, the top, places (laughs) like it's every other song it's so funny but i'm loving that song her name is ella may and uh she came out with an album last year uh that that this song is on but it's kind of really right now really blowing up it's like everywhere Mm -hmm. um so that so right so right now we've got logic we've got ella may yep post malone remixed wow and all i have to say is wow Go check out the remix for Post Malone. Um, he he remixed it, and I actually think the song is even better. Um, he brought some he brought some friends on, and it uh, yeah, Roddy Rich, Tyga's on there. It's really good. Uh, another song, another well, it's 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 an album, and it, this one this one is is interesting. Um, so. It's an, because it's it's an older album, and it's something that I just recently discovered, and oh my goodness, Caleb, it is so good. There's one song in particular that um, that I want to that I want to turn people on to, and hang on, I'm I'm bringing it up here. But anyways, this song, <clears throat> this album, it's called Free TC, and it's by Ty Dolla Sign, and it's from 2016. But I found it. I was listening to a podcast. I listened to the Joe Budden, um, the Joe Budden podcast, um, and they were talking about about this. And, and there's a song on here that's called "Miracle Wherever," and the song opens up, and Ty Dolla Sign's brother was was arrested, and they actually he is he's a great singer, and so it opens up, and he actually in the song to start, his brother is singing through the glass in prison. Wow, it's powerful. It's really powerful, and I've just, so I've just been really I, I have been all about that album, um, the last the last two weeks really, um, just just really really loving it, and then of you know and then this is what I will I'll end I'll end with this um, there I could do we could do we could do a lot more but I, I will end with this um, I am. All about and this is again. This is throwback stuff, and and so I know y'all are gonna be saying, Todd, blah 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 blah. blah. Stevie Wonder has been on my playlist right now. Yeah. Oh my give me, give me, goodness. Give me the Stevie Wonder song that you're, that's your go-to. Right Sir now. Sir Duke and Superstition right now. 
Yeah. Oh my, I have I have been I've been vibing on that uh, a lot. In when I'm just sitting in Starbucks or whatever I'm doing, sitting in my office, I've been vibing on that. And, and okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll give you one more. I'll give you one more. And this is something I'm really excited about. Things are heating up, and it looks like Khaled is coming out with another album he soon. Is, he is. They've announced it. Yes. At the beginning of April. Yes. His song, Talk. That's all I'm saying. I know. And Saturday Nights. And Saturday Nights. Uh, I just thought of one really quickly. and I, uh, The new Switchfoot album, I just got a chance to listen to it all the way through this month. There you go. Love it. Oh, also, um, A Boogie with a Hoodie. I think you recommended that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, a boogie with a hoodie. I'm still listening to Hoodie Season. It's out. It's it's it's. It, I'm still listening. Okay, let's go to movies. For me, I only got one movie. Of course you do. Captain Marvel. Yep. Amazing. It was great. I will give my rating for it, and I'll have to do the explanation I gave to you. I gave it a 7.6, but it was an unbelievably great movie. Now, here's why I did that. If you were walking into the movie theater expecting to have this unbelievably action-packed, every-minute, edge-of-your-seat, like Infinity Wars was, or like some of these other major Marvel movies were, you were disappointed. You walked out of that movie saying, that was a horrible movie. But if you went into that movie theater thinking... This is an origin story movie, and it's a bridge movie that's connecting everything together, kind of like Ant-Man, the first Ant-Man was. You walked out of that movie saying, oh my goodness, like both of us were. Yeah. But I gave it a 7.6 because it's just like the first Avengers movie. The whole first part of the movie is connecting the dots. Last half hour, they shoot their shot. There we go. Yeah. They shoot their shot. And I, and I think, you know... And the movie is doing incredibly well. I think it just passed $800 million, um, Unbelievable. At, the, at the box office. And, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit last month, but it's really – I'm super glad that this movie is doing well because it means that more movies like it are going to get made. Yep. And especially whenever it comes to representation, it's super important because it helps other people who, who see it, like whether it be other women or – girls who are grown up whatever it might be see that they, they can do that they can be in a movie and lead and that there's other heroes and that they can do that as well yep okay um my for me a movie that that uh i i, I am i am all about is i rewatch i i so i went back and i watched black klansman i hadn't watched black black klansman and in the last, and so I watched it in February, and it was there was so much stuff going on. I had to watch it again, and oh my goodness, that movie super good is so good. I know you've talked about it. I know you've talked about it, but I'm just saying that movie is unbelievable. I also watched, um, I also watched Green Book and stuff like that. So. There's a lot of great things coming out. But here's an underrated one that I think a lot of people, you either love this movie or you hate it. I went and saw this movie in theaters. It's Alita Battle Angel. Now, a lot of people are like, the movie's horrible, man. It's because you don't like action. And you need to go boil your head in a toilet. Another one that uh, I've, I've seen in the last month, which I absolutely, 
absolutely loved was the Lego Movie Two. I haven't seen it yet, dude. I've heard good things. So good. Um, one a movie that I'm actually going to be going to see uh, this weekend. It's called How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Oh my gosh! All of the reviews for this thing are saying this is going to be a great okay. movie. I'm not sure you can recommend a movie that you haven't seen yet, Todd. I'm just saying all of the reviews are saying this is going to be an unbelievable movie. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, let's go uh, to podcasts. You go first. Why do I gotta go first? Because I said. Okay. Here's some podcast episodes that have been rocking my world. I'll give you some quick takeaways from them as well. Uh, here's some ones for the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast. One, the conversation between Carrie and uh, Brad Lominick and Clay Scroggins. My goodness. Yep. One of my favorite episodes that he's ever done. Here's some things that stood out to me. Uh, the leader of today and of the future will be the curator, much more than the aggregator of co- of content. The church has to shift from downloadable to transcendent experiences. There has to be an element that you can only get from being in the room. Another one was with Drew Powell and Matt Warren from Crosspoint Church. They talked about um, the tractional church versus um, transcendent and experiential. And, you know, basically kind of what that means, and I had kind of referenced it earlier, is that the attractional church was all about how can we do things that are appealing to people who aren't Jesus followers and make it attractional. <laughs> and the experiential is more about, okay, how, how can we um, create an experience, create a service to where we invite the, I don't know, how would you say it? Invite the presence of God? What would you say? Um. Yeah, I th- I would say I would agree with that. I would say it's more about more about emotion and encountering God, and more how can we engage the heart instead of just yeah. Being I would say that, I would say that that's accurate. Yep. Yeah. And so, man, here's a couple. Th- this episode hit me hard. Here's a couple things that stood out that they said we didn't want to be stuck in a model while culture was passing us by. Mm. And then we don't want to be a church to where people show up looking for Jesus and they show up and they only find us. And that has just been challenging me um, ever since I've listened to that episode. Yeah, that's something that when I first heard that, it was really convicting because I think that for me, um, I have oftentimes been in a situation where I'm so focused on what I'm doing, what, what I'm doing in my job for Sunday morning. And I don't think about that. And I wonder sometimes, like, wow, what am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think another episode was the one that he did with Kevin Queen. And this stood out. This line stood out to me. Leaders shouldn't promote themselves beyond their capacity. God will promote you when his timing is perfect. And that's something that I struggle with because, you know, especially being a learner, I think that I often know what's best. <laughs> and so... Um, and so sometimes I can try to elevate myself to that position before I'm ready for it. Another one is, uh, this podcast work life with Adam Grant. He did an episode on the creative power of misfits. Have you listened to this yet? No, you've been telling me, you've been telling me that. Here's some quick takeaways. He talks about the fat cat syndrome. Success makes us complacent and risk adverse. Yep. That the, listen to this, Todd, the employees, 
and here here's the thing that I love about Adam Grant. All of his stuff is backed up in research. It's not just like, hey, here's my theory, stuff yeah, like he's, that. Yeah. He talked about the employees who are rated the most creative are the most frustrated in their jobs. Hmm. Because he talked about and he said is now that's not true in every case. He said here's when it's true. Disaf- dissatisfaction fuels creativity if they love the company. Hmm. Because their dissat their dissatisfaction is a result of we're not we're not being the best that we can. We're not doing the best that we can. Yeah. And then people in upper management can't wait for people to bring only problems when they have solutions. They may not have the because people may not have the wisdom to solve the problem on their own. And you think I've always been taught that well, if you're going to bring a problem, you bring gotta a solution. bring a solution. Yeah. But when you think about it. That's not a good way to lead because if you are afraid to bring me a problem until yep. you have a solution, the problem is still there. Right. Uh, another pod, this is just a general podcast um, that has just come out and I really like it. It's Relevant Daily. Have mm. you listened to this podcast? Yeah. It's like a 10 minute yep. podcast, which kind of gives you like the news stories of the previous day. Really interesting. Uh, another one is unedited with Cameron Strang. He did an interview with Brian and Katie Torwalt, who uh, who I talked about earlier with that album. And they talk about that and being vulnerable and getting into that place. And also they talk about you know what we were mentioning earlier with the transcendent yep. and experiential church as well. And then I got to give a shout out to our guy, Kevin Jennings, and his podcast, uh, which he co-hosts with a bunch of people. Um, Jeff Henderson including David mm-hmm. Farmer Shane Benson as well they did an episode called why performance reviews hold the key to fast tracking growth yep my goodness like yep I'm just I'm not going to go into all of it because there's too much but they gave some questions for organizations to think about and here's three of them he said first question you got to ask is what's best for the organization then you got to ask what's best for others in the organization, and then you focus on what's best for me. Yep. And he said you got to ask them in that order because what's best for me isn't always what's best for others, but what's best for others in the organization is often more important than what's best for me. Yeah, that that episode was actually on my list. Thanks for thanks for stealing that. Yeah. Well, with that, just go in, go into your list. What stood out to you from that episode? Um. So I've so I've done this. I just recently requested actually a performance review um, and we sat down and we, and we talked about it. And here's what I found is that coming out of that a uh, couple things, I had immense amounts of clarity and I had clarity about how, what to pursue, what not to pursue expectations. And um, I found that I had about a month after that where I was just on fire and I was, I was, I, and you should, you say, well, you thought, you know, you should always be like that. But we know that that's not always necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Like you go through funks, you go through different time periods where things are just harder to access um, in terms of creativity and in terms of, uh, in terms of motivation. But man, once I did that, um, it really, it really lit a fire. So that, that episode really rang, uh, that episode rang true for me. I'm going to go less wholesome and talk about podcast episodes I've listened to recently that that made me laugh a lot and, and were just a lot of fun. Joe Rogan interviewed Ron White. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. 
<laughs> Joe Rogan uh, recently um, did an interview with Ron White, who is also a comedian. <laughs> it I, my sides hurt after I was done listening to that episode. It was so funny. Um, yeah, so that there's that one. Uh, another podcast episode that I've recently well, another, a podcast I've gotten into um, quite a bit thanks to Caleb was um oh what's the Dan Le- the the Dan Levitard the the one where he interviews people Beach yes oh my gosh so I started listening to that I've been working through it he interviews some really interesting people on there man I have been all about that so I've been just working my and way great through great stories great too. stories are unbelievable my favorite so far still is the Jamel Hill episode that's pretty good it was a great episode um that was the first one that they that they did Another podcast that I I keep finding myself turning back to it over and over and over again is um, it's this it's it's this it's the one the the ringer one that you keep telling me about binge mode. Oh yeah, I've so I started listening to it. Have you started the Harry Potter? Yes. Oh my gosh, I'm such a nerd, man. It's super good. I'm such a nerd. I've been listening to that like crazy, so. Those are some of the shows that I've been listening to. Um, uh, there are other podcasts that I listen to that Caleb would yell at me. So, shout out to the Joe Budden podcast. Um, he would yell at me for listening to some of these things. So, Okay, let's hit books. Books. I'll go first. So starting in, into 2019, a couple things. I wanted to really focus my reading. I felt like just from the podcast, we get sent books for all of the, the most of the episodes that we do. We get sent an advanced copy of a book. And my reading was starting to be dictated by that. And so I was almost having to find spare time because I'm always reading stuff, you know, for, for my job as well. And so that all stuff all has to do with ministry and leadership. But what I was not doing was I wasn't reading stuff necessarily that I wanted to read. It was all stuff. There was a purpose to it. All of it. There was always a purpose to whatever it was that I was reading. And so I made a concerted effort at the beginning of the year, and I actually wrote down 52 books that I wanted to read this year, um, just making sure that I got to read at least a book a week. And so I'm on track right now. A couple things that I have um, that I've read. I have I read um, We Were Eight Years in Power, Ta-Nehisi Coates. Unbelievable, unbelievable book. Yeah, that's on my list to read. Unbelievable book. I'm currently reading um, the autobiography of Malcolm X, mm-hmm. um, which was done, hang on, the author's name. So uh, this guy, did, so it's an autobiography, which sounds kind of weird, because a guy co-authored it due to the fact that Malcolm X was killed. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of came alongside and, and finished finished it and so it's called the, Mal- the the autobiography of Malcolm X by Alex Haley. Um, I I am currently reading that. I finished. I just finished Just Mercy by Brian, Brian Stevenson. Stevenson. Oh my gosh, these things are are just I'll yeah, great books. Um, if you want to see my list, I'll I'll send this to Caleb and he can post it. But I have I have fifty two weeks mapped out. Here we go of, of what all I'm going to read. So, good stuff. Yeah, I, uh, so I'll give you my fiction first. So, I've been, uh, as I've been talking over the past couple of months, I'm making my way through this Throne of Glass 
Yes, series. you keep talking about that. And I just finished the third book, Era of Fire. Oh my goodness. If you haven't started reading the series yet, go read the series. Yep. Todd. You talk about it to me all the time. I know, I know. Because it's super good. Okay. And then, uh, really, I'm I'm in the middle of a bunch of books right now, and I may recommend them at some point. Um, but I just want to give you one for this month. And it's Thirst by Scott Harrison, who is the founder and CEO of Charity Water. And the subtitle is, you know, a story of redemption, compassion, and a mission to bring clean water to the world. And really, it's Scott's story of starting Charity Water, which is an organization that provides clean drinking water to everybody or to, to the world. And it's it talks about how he started as a nightclub owner and basically um, didn't like the, the lifestyle was taking a toll on him. And so he decided and um, just did a complete 180 and turned his life around, started uh started volunteering with charities discovered about the the that one of the biggest problems that the world has and some of you may know about this is just the lack of clean drinking water and how that really is the source of many of our problems in the world is just people's lack of access to clean drinking water so he decided to start charity water um to to combat that there's lots of different things that you can learn about but here's here's three lessons that really stood out to me from the book. One is that transparency matters and real transparency. There's countless examples of how Scott and Charity Water use their transparency even whenever it costs them. Like I remember they were talking about um, a failure that they had and they said, you know, we could position it in one way and it wouldn't look as bad or we don't have to give all the details. And they're like, no, we're going to do it. And how they go above and beyond and their, and their story shows how people actually respond to transparency and most people are actually very understanding and very forgiving and I think they crave it. Another thing is um, the importance of keeping your commitments. Mm -hmm. Charity Water has committed to make sure that 100% of the money given to them uh, goes to clean water. And they talk about how the lengths that they go to to make sure that happens because they have to raise even they have to raise money specifically so that you know if you use your credit card, you know, and some of it is you know the fees that get charged off of that. Well, they actually raise money separately so that they can fill in you know the three dollars and six cents that you that you uh, that's expensed from your credit card so that every single dime goes towards you. And it's not easy. And they talk about how there's times to where literally they almost went bankrupt, but they just decided, you know what, we're going to, we believe in this and we're going to continue to do it. And they kept it even under pressure. And I think maybe the biggest thing that I took away from it is how Scott talks openly about his shortcomings as a leader mm -hmm. and how much he's failed. I mean, there's a part of the book to where he goes, I don't think I'm fit to be the CEO of this company. And he's talked about that quite a bit um, in different talks that I have I've heard him do. He's been at Catalyst. He he's been at different places, and and he he's talked about struggles. Yeah, and he 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 talks about how he didn't even view himself as a great leader. And for me, honestly, it was a it was just a huge encur encouragement because Charity Water has raised millions of dollars, provided clean water to millions of people, and he's there going. I don't think I'm a good leader. Yep. 
And for me, it was just a great reminder that you don't need to be a perfect leader in order to make a difference. Yep. Sometimes all you need to do is care and do something. Yep. And, and, and you've been talking about that book for a while. It's on my list. It's not on the list for what I want to read this year, but it's definitely on just the it's 2020 on, list. It's on my radar. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's on my radar. Yeah. It's on my radar. Okay, cool. Well, Hey, we want to, um, we want to do something a little bit different this time. And, uh, we want to talk through some articles that I guess I know you have some articles that have stood out to you as well. And then I want to bring one, um, and just kind of get your thoughts on it. Yep. Let's do it. You want to give your articles first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want me to go first? Okay. Let's do that. Um, so I, I, articles is a strong word. Newsletters. Or newsletters, whatever. Yeah, newsletters. So I subscribe to just a ton of different newsletters. I know we've talked about this before, but if you haven't already, you need to subscribe to Brad Lominick's, um newsletter that he sends out um, about just the different young leaders that are coming up. He does that. What is that? Is that a monthly newsletter? Yep. Is that monthly? Yeah. So um, he does that once a month. It's a great newsletter to subscribe to. A couple others that, I, that I'm subscribed to is literally anything that John Acuff puts out. And John has a couple yes. of different... Did you see the new one he just put out the other day? No. So he just put out this new sign-up, and it's for it's for like business and leadership stuff. You need to, you need to go check that out. He had that on his uh, stories the other day. Um, but anyway, so it's going to be... He's going to start this newsletter where he's going to literally give just like tips and tricks for ways to, to, to do things. So I signed up for that. Anything that John writes though, in terms of a newsletter is always gold. Yes. I, I tell you what, I turn to John's newsletter a lot. Yep. I, I turn to his newsletter. I turn to his newsletter, um, all the time, all, all, all the time. Um, hustle. Have you, have you, have you, are you on this? No, bro. So hustle has a, has a daily and a weekly, I'm subscribed to both, but some people get annoyed when they get one every day. So maybe start with the weekly one. But here's what they do. Essentially, they go through, here are all the hot things that you need to know about, and here are ways that people are hustling to use these things to make money. Unbelievable. And and, and this is where I find out a lot of different um, videos to watch and things like that where people are talking about really interesting things. Um, all comes from, uh, most of them come from Hustle. Um, it's it's the first place I heard about Vero. The the yeah we were talking, we were talking about, about Vero that today. yeah, and and now Gary Vaynerchuk's all over, so everybody's gonna know about Vero now. But um, so Vero is essentially an alternative to Instagram. It does a lot of really interesting things. It has about 500 million um, people who who use it, and uh, it's really cool. I've been I've been playing with it the last couple of days, but I, that first time I saw it was was Hustle um, there through their newsletter. Uh, another one that you know, I I just always, this is just because, um, I don't know, I, I love Tim Ferriss so much. I, I, five, know, Bullet five, Friday. five Bullet Friday. Yeah. yeah. Those are the couple things that, I, that I've been reading about. Um, one thing with, with Tim, his, his comes out on Fridays, and it's literally just stuff that he learned during the week or things that he thinks that you should see. Yep. So. Uh, I got two... Uh, I guess they're not really articles. They're more blog posts, and we'll get into one of them. Um, one, as I had mentioned, I've been thinking through this attractional and experiential Yes, you have thing. been. Explain that. I thought I already did. <laughs> okay, so talk about it in context of, of, of this article. Well, this, this article in particular is five reasons charismatic churches are growing and attractional churches are past peak. 
And um, it's by Kerry Newhoff, and he gets into a lot of those things. You know, he talks about people want transformation, not information, and how really the digital space has honestly eaten up the need for us to go to church just for information because literally you can download a podcast you can listen to the best worship music and just music in general um without even leading, leaving your house right and how downloadable experiences have become resistible experiences and just all of that stuff and yeah it's just something that i've been wrestling with and so that really stood out to me and this has been a conversation you and i have had years ago when we were first interns because yeah. we were just first starting to play with these ideas but now i think th- i think in the last year the the first episode that carrie did the carrie newoff did with clay scroggins yeah it was clay about where the they, digital disruption. yeah so where they talked about the digital yeah. that's the first time when i was like oh there's new stuff to add to this conversation now yeah and then this episode that he did with brad and with clay and some of the stuff they talked about was interesting it, it, it really shook things yeah. up and then for him to follow it up with the guys with all those people from from cross point, point. yeah there's yeah. definitely a new conversation i felt like the cross point one put handles on the brad and clay one like they they kind of talk like philosophically about that a little bit and then in the cross point episode with drew and matt they get down deep into the nitty-gritty of it they talk about it the whole episode and give some practical things to yep. think about and do Okay, here's here's another one, uh, and it's another blog post from Kerry Newhoff. I don't want to get your thoughts on it. You know, he was recently at South by Southwest. Yep. And he wrote, Young Leaders, Deep Fakes, and Seven Things I Learned at Southwest about how the world is changing again. And so he gets into just seven things that he's learned about it, and I just want, kind of wanted to pick your brain on, man, like, what what are some of the things that he's learning that really stood out to you? Well, I think so in our context, right? So in church world, so first off, I sent this article to basically you no, know, to the entire church staff at my yeah. church. Um and and there was some there was some good there was some good uh feedback from. There was some negative, but there was also some really good feedback that came um from this article. So why? Uh so he's really what he what he said is is that Carrie went into to this thing with some assumptions. And one of them was that these people, they were they they wanted to listen to what he had to say. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, in church world, we run with that assumption all the time, right? Like we go in and like they want they're there, they want to hear a message, they want to get some type of, of of something. Yeah. And here's the other thing, they want to they want to hear they want to hear your thoughts on things. What Carrie said is actually no. Um, what he needed to do was he needed to prove he needed to prove why his voice should matter to them, and I think that's incredibly important, especially in um, the world that we live in today, which is post-Christian. By the way, um, as I was reading the article, I thought of something very interesting. Mm-hmm. Paul and the apostles went through the exact same thing, particularly Paul. And the the story that that I that comes into my mind is um, the story when. Um, is it him and Silas or him and Bar- him and Barnabas? They go into this little Greek town and they actually think that um, they think that Barnabas is Zeus and they think that that Paul is Hermes and mm-hmm. and and they begin to talk and and they had a total different assumption as to who they were and what they stood for. Yeah. And what was interesting to me is that they had Paul had to reason with them and explain to them what they were there for. And here's the part that people don't think about with this story: after they realized it, they kicked them out of the village. Like they chased them off, 
And and so we have to so in the church today we have to understand we have to clarify we have to clarify the gospel we have to clarify what we stand for and what we're trying to do and we we have to work to to list for for people to listen to what we have to say we can't just assume that everybody wants to hear our message because the people don't they don't care they yeah. don't have to care the other thing that was interesting was his take on um, young people and how churches right now are completely just blowing off young people. And they're saying, you know, hey, you have to become a pastor, you have to be ordained, you have to do this, you have to do that, and then you have to work in the church for 15 years before we'll even listen to one of your ideas. And what Carrie's saying is, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, he was talking about how pretty much everyone that he talked about under there, or at South by Southwest, was under 30. Yes. And yet, there are CEOs and co-founders of companies. Some of them are raising millions of dollars. Some of them is involved with 3D printing. Yep. And, you know, I think that's something that I resonated to, you know, especially being, you know, a leader yep. in my 20s and and feeling that. Yeah, there's a tension there, you know, especially if you're in your late 20s, early 30s, um, and you've been doing whatever it is that you do for a while. Like, we're not stupid. Mm-hmm. Like we we know you know like we know what we're talking about to a yeah. certain extent. We might not have all the experience that everybody else has that backs it up, but in terms of in terms of knowledge of the job, we, we know what we're doing now. Yeah, and I think the other thing is too, is that I'm not experience does matter, but in some instances, I I think it's I think it can be a hindrance. Well. And what I'm even thinking of is think about how much the world has changed yep. in the last five years. Yep. Snapchat. In, 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 in that sense, yeah. some of us have the same level of experience. Yep. Because, you know, online is really starting to get on right now. And yep. guess what? Some of us have the same amount of online experience. If, if that, I don't know if this is making sense. No, I know what you're saying. You're you're basically saying, hey, um, our experience might not be in all the models that you ran. And if it's taken into the the, the ministry context, you know, um, we might not have the knowledge of all the models that that you used to run. But we do know how to use Snapchat. and We do know how to use that to attract students and attract um, families to come to the church. We know how to use Instagram to to be able to do the same thing. We know how to optimize websites so that people find us better. Like we know how to do things. Our experience is just different than yours. Yeah. In, in some areas, we have more experience or the same amount of experience. And what you were saying with social media is a great example of that. I think, uh, was there anything else that really stood out to you from that? Um, the money part. At the beginning, he opens up and he, and he talks about, you know, hey, um, young folks are going to, they're willing to spend money. Um, but they're you have to make it work. It's got to be good. It has to be good. You can't you can't half ass it on things. It has to be good. Yeah. You have to provide something that they're going to want to attend, um, and and maybe it's not money you're asking them for. Maybe it's time. Maybe whatever it is. You know, in the church world, it's it's um, it's it, it might be it might it's it's time or, or or whatever. But it has to be quality. That's what they're willing to, 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 to spend time on, spend money on, um, spend vacation on. So thinking through that as a church or as an organization is really important. Yeah, I think another th- I think one thing that really stood out 
in in addition to that, that really stood out to me. I mean, honestly, pretty much a lot of things on here stood out to me, um, just because it's one of those articles to where it's just a mind shifting article. Yep. Especially in a place like South by Southwest, yep. you see a lot of trends, you see a lot of things that are of the future to come. Yep. I um, mean, we've we've talked about this next one a lot, but just how people's attention spans are not as short as we think they are. Yes. And yes. I don't know. I think there's this assumption that people's attention spans are short, particularly. Um, I mean, honestly, particularly from a little bit of older generations. Right. Um, but not that we're. And by the way, we're not trying to pick on people no. who are older than us. We're just saying um, that there's people. People have more of a of an attention span than than. Yeah. Like. Exactly. And I think um, people are more people are willing to listen for as long as it's interesting, as long as it continues to provide value. I mean, I know that is how how you and I are. I mean, yep. we listen to podcasts that are an hour and a half long, two hours long at a time. You just had two times speed and well, you got the time. And so, half OK, so, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about a couple things with that. Yeah. Um, because I think that right now you're seeing this surge in long form. So the first person that really got, has gotten into this in, in many different modes is, is Tim Ferriss. Yep. Tim Ferriss's books. How long is Tool of Titans? A thousand pages? It's long. It's really long. Um, it, it, Tribe of Mentors, same thing. Yeah. His books are long. But he writes his books in a way that it's consumable. Like you can you can sit and read it and work through it almost like a textbook where you can just open things up and you, you don't read it straight. You read for specifically what the information you want. Yeah. He does the same thing with his blogs. His blog posts quite frequently take 10 to 15 minutes to read. Yep. For a blog post. A blog post. And we all know about his, his podcast. I mean, his podcasts regularly are over two hours long. Oh, yeah. And there are these awesome conversations. My favorite podcast I listen to, and I listen to it every episode that comes out, is Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan puts out the longest episodes I have ever heard in my life. What's the longest episode he's ever put out? Um, he just did one with, um, oh, what's the crazy guy? The guy who's in trouble right now for Sandy Hook stuff. All the Sandy Alex, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. He did one with Alex Jones that was over five hours long. Whoa. And over five hours long. But here's the thing. I turned it on. I, I, or I turn, all, I turn all these episodes on and I hit two times speed or time and a half or 1.8 or 7. And you just kind of listen to it. It's kind of your background music. And here's the thing. I don't. I, I pick things out of it. Pick things out of it. And, and, and I think that right now long form is in mm -hmm. for sure. And then I think the last thing for me was the companies who act like human beings are the companies that are going to make it in the future. Yes. And man, I was just, uh, I was just listening to, um, Craig Rochelle's leadership podcast and he did a Q and a with horse Schulze, the, um, man, what hotel group did he yeah. found? Uh, um, uh, um, uh, uh, the, the, the Ritz Carlton. Yeah, the Ritz, Ritz Carlton. Carlton. And he didn't find he didn't found yeah. it. He 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 managed it in into the spot where um, where it is today. Yeah, but he talks about how people people want to be tr have an individual experience, and I I kind of boil that down to they want to be treated like humans. 
Yep. They want to be treated like they're valuable, like they're not the same as every other person. And, you know, someone who is just leading the way through this, and we talked to, I recommended it last month, is Brene Brown in her book, Dare to Lead. Yep. And there is, there is just so much power in treating someone as if they're human and as if they have dignity and value. And whenever we don't treat them as if they're human, then we don't treat them as if they have dignity and they don't have value. Yep. Okay. So if you want to check out that article, look in the show notes, Todd, just as we're wrapping up, um, what are some, what are some things that you just learned this month? Yeah. So I learned a couple things. People matter over everything. It's not that I learned it. It's just it was made even more clear and even more more important to me. I'm completely on board with you. Um, And and here's why. Uh, So, again, I work in the church. Listeners know that. Um, Just a lot of bad things happened this past month with with volunteers and their, their family or whatever. And a couple people died. People got really sick. Mm-hmm. Just bad things happened, and what what made me realize, what what made me really think about this and realize this is, um, there this is a short story, um, so the one volunteer needed to go, um, needed to go home, and I didn't know yet that this had had happened, but a family member was sick and needed to go. Then he he needed to go home, and I had emailed him that day to see if he could take on an extra class, and he did it and didn't 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 tell me didn't say anything about it and later um that next monday he, he called me and, and we sat down and talked and um he used that opportunity to kind of numb the fact and, and run away from the fact he needed to go home and i had actually canceled a sit down coffee with him earlier that past week where he was going to tell me about all this stuff going on and had i done that i was busy i was just busy doing other things mm-hmm. and 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 it just uh, the afternoon got away from me. Had I sat down and, and done that and prioritized him over some of the other tasks that I had to do, I would have known that and I would have never sent that email. Now, yeah, can you say it's on him for, for accepting it? Of course you can. But the, the moral of the whole thing is people matter over tasks. People yeah. matter over tasks every single time. That's something that's really been um, drilled into my mind over this past month. Yeah. I think for me, I feel like I've... And this, and this just kind of goes back to, you know, what you were talking about, man, I'm learning, um, I'm learning what it means and what it looks like to be more selfless. Yep. And we've talked, you and I've been talking about this a lot. And just discovering how, how selfish I am. And even on levels that I didn't even realize, um, I, another thing that I'm learning is. Todd, you joke about this with me all the time, is you, that I overthink things. Because you're my android. I overthink things, and that leads me to letting fear dominate my life. And just, and I, and I think it's, I mean, this is the first time that I can re- really remember thinking, I'm, I'm not going to let the fear or my overthinking control my life. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to. I'm just going to do what I think is right. I'm going to try not to overthink it. I'm going to, I'm just going to go with it. And for other people, you may think that's not wise, but for me, I need to think less and I just need to do, I just need to do more um, and act more. 
I think another thing is I'm, uh, you know, I've been exercising and eating a lot healthier and just, I'm realizing the impact my physical health has on other areas of life. Like I feel like I have more energy now. Like I feel like I'm in a really good spot. Um, and then recently I, uh, I looked, I, uh, looked through some old strengths finder stuff (laughs) of mine and I was looking through it and just looking through, uh, my strengths and just realized, man, like my, my life makes a lot more sense (laughs) now. Like for me. My top five strengths are learner, achiever, discipline, harmony, and intellection. 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 That's what it's called. Mm. And Todd, you're sitting over there going, yep. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> those are all exactly. Yeah. <laughs> those are all exactly yeah. true. Um, and so I'm learning more about myself right now. And yeah, that's. I felt like I've learned a lot this month and it wasn't necessarily from a lot of content, even though there was some from content stuff, but I'm just learning more about myself personally. And I'm, I'm becoming more and more convinced that, um, the, the better, the more healthy version of Caleb I can become, the better it is for the people around me. Yep. Yep. And we've talked a lot about, a lot about, um, even just today, we were talking about how about the importance of evaluating yourself. You know, taking a taking a a checking the dashboard. How yeah. are you doing? Um, you know, are are you like for for you and I? We we tend to consume a ton of, of content that pertains to um, learning and, and improving, but you know, checking the dashboard about, um, what are we learning about? What are we learning? What are we learning that helps us in relationships? In in all different areas of life. Like we were just talking about this earlier, you know, we tend to gravitate more towards the business, the leadership, the church and stuff like that, man. I was really challenged to be like, you need to pay more attention to your your relational skills as well. And so what am I doing? Yep. Reading a book about relationships (laughs) right now. Yep. Uh, yep. Todd, you got any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, don't drink hot coffee too fast. It burns your throat. I actually saw a thing um, on the news this week where uh, you're 40 more percent more likely to get esophageal cancer if you drink your coffee too hot. So don't do that. Also, um, make sure and update the passwords on all of your accounts frequently because... Um, my Facebook got hacked this week, so do that. Uh, th- and then finally, read, read, read everything that you can, um, but make sure that you're reading things that you enjoy reading, not just things that you think that you should read. There you go. If you enjoyed this episode, the best way to make sure you don't miss our next episode with Emily P. Freeman, and we talk with her about decision fatigue, we talk with her about her book, The Next Right Thing, And how do you determine what the next right thing is as well is to subscribe to our podcast and whatever podcast player you use. Also leave us a rating and write a review of the podcast and Hey, hit us up and let us know what you're learning about right now, whether it be lessons or books or music or anything like that. You can look 
in the show notes for all of our handles on Instagram and Twitter and all of that good stuff as well. Thanks to Sam Massey for sponsoring today's episode of the podcast as well. If you want to um, contract him out for any work, you can find all of his information in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Learners Quarter podcast. My name is Caleb Mason. My name is Todd Ixenball. And until next time, keep learning and keep growing. Deuces, y'all.